0: I used to
1: hope.
0: Since you went away The days grow long
1: And soon I'll hear Oh, great
0: to sound But I miss you most of all My darling
2: Patricia.
0: Hi, thank you so much. It's a great Saturday. It's even warm here. I won't worry about the weather tonight. Warm? Warm? Uh, sort, of, sort of. It's um,
2: 62.
0: That's not too bad for nighttime.
2: I know. You know what I was thinking about this afternoon? What? Next weekend, it's supposed to be spring. Next Sunday, March 21. Generally, I always associate the 21st of the of the calendar quarterly season. It's the first day of spring, the first day of summer, the first uh-huh. day so, we're so supposed to be getting into spring this weekend, everybody. It's the
0: spring equinox. I hope so. I'm, I'll tell you, I'm bitch. Excuse me. No. Oh
2: my God, you've got to wipe out my mouth. Patricia always accused me of putting soap, washing my mouth out with soap, everybody. But.
0: Uh, can we hang up and let me start again? I won't even complain about the weather. Oh, shame on me. Oh, I'm so embarrassed.
2: No, you, you're okay. We you forgive you? Well, nobody I nobody heard it.
0: <laughs> I do do it, and I had no right to. The people in the Northeast are getting just hammered again this time with rain and water and flooding. It's just, I, I it's just not the place to be this winter. It's awful.
2: It was cold here today. I had to shut the garage door down when I was walking out. How, how cool was it? I don't know. I, my guess is probably somewhere in the 60s. It my guess, 62 or something. Well, if you want me to feel sorry for you, I could look it up real Please quick.
0: Please do. Please All
2: do. Right? Well, you keep talking. All right. This is Just the USA. We're on the phone with Patricia from Florida. I'm wrong from California, and you can give us a call at 714-545-2071 just warn you everybody, Patricia's loaded for bear, she got stuff. Oh, I've got stuff, See? this is true. And she's got stuff, and I thought of a new question. So, we're going to be loaded for bear for your phone call. Oh, and
3: I've
2: got new
0: trivia questions, too. I did such a terrible thing to people last week.
2: Well, I hope everybody have enjoyed the last few interviews we have uh, had. The one last night with Gloria McMillan. Um, Ron, I want to thank you so much for playing Happy Birthday to uh, for Gloria last night. That was such a sweet thing for That's you to do. That a
0: treat. Oh, my gosh, Ron, it was beautiful.
2: Uh, I, I could tell Gloria probably was in tears. Because she, you were so touched. Uh-huh. And everybody, last week, I hope you all heard the Jimmy Nelson interview with Patricia. And that was a highlight, too. So we had some good, good time with a lot of our good friends from business days and so um so I hope you guys can have to catch all those and uh that's, that's part of what we got to do here live yesterday USA I'm still on a Farfel high that's
0: good oh my goodness I came across some uh, photography that I have in my files and what if it is with Farfel and its ears rolled up and I just cracked up all over again I, I don't ever recall having well I mean, how many did we see, we've got uh, YouTube and a couple of others up there, but I don't ever recall anybody saying that Farfel's ears go up. <laughs> I'd be surprised. It just cracked me up, and I've got a great photo of it, so I'm all happy.
2: Well, if we can figure out, someday make that your screensaver, you'll be happy.
0: Oh, Farfel is a green... Oh, that would be super. Yeah. By the way, Samantha was absolutely charming. What a wonderful guest and interview...
2: Uh, she was fun. I'm, I, I think it's wonderful that we can find people who love what they do. i uh, she sounded like a little kid. I don't yeah. know how old she is. But she's still in think. college. I bet she's 20, 21. Very young and such a sweet
0: person. Uh, and boy, did she know her subject. She know her stuff. Hello, caller. Hello, Walden.
1: Well, this Charlie Kinder in Seattle.
0: Hi, Charlie. Charlie, hi. We haven't talked to you forever. How are you doing?
1: doing fine, on did, did you get my email about the CD that I
0: received? Yes, I did, and I repeated Re- to it that I, I was glad that uh, yeah. you had received it, and I apologize for taking so long. I'm, not a problem. I searched problem. for the music that you wanted, and I mean, I wasn't doing it every day, Charlie. Sorry. I finally found a site that had the music you liked, and I was so happy that I finally found it. It's just Good. like six months too late. You didn't <laughs> do it, you listen. <laughs> but I did find it, so I was really pleased that
1: I could do uh, that. Appreciate that. I have a question. Uh, well, first of all, for you, what were the dates of Dick Powell? When was he born? When did he die?
2: I think, if we look at Samantha's website, maybe Patricia can help me. But my thinking is, I think he was born in 1904. Okay. And he died in 1963, so he was only 59.
1: Yeah, and he died of cancer, right?
2: Correct. I think most people feel. Uh, it happened to come, one, of the, one of the movie shots. We've done one of the nuclear bombs tests oh, okay. in uh, Nevada. And almost all the cast and Dick Powell d- eventually died of cancer. Oh, my God. We're looking at uh, Susan Hayworth, uh, I think John Wayne, Dick Powell, everybody associated with that one movie uh, eventually died of cancer. Oh, and most you, of them uh, think it was due to being so close to one of the active nuclear test sites.
1: Exposing, exposing. Well, I heard part of your, uh, you know how it is when you get in on on the part of a show and you keep hearing somebody say, Dick, 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 yeah. Dick who? Yep, you know, and, yep. and when you finally said Dick, I, I called on... What? I want to know how, how is Frank Brzee, is he out
2: of the hospital? Yes. Of the he, 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 good question. Frank is home, everybody. He came home uh... eight days ago, March the 7th. Um we still got a long way to go, but there's some good signs, and let me clue everybody in. Uh, Frank is basically still has the feeding tube inside of him. Um, He's going through four different therapists. He's working, uh, one that works on his his arms, uh, another one on his old physical conditioning. And that's every other day. He has a speech therapist that comes every other day. And he has somebody to help him, you know, make sure he takes his showers and things. Uh, um, he, is, he, he a really good sign. He can now tell you the dates of every day. Wonderful. So that part of the brain is, is now completely intact. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the good sign that Bobby and I think, he's arguing with, Bobby, on what time his favorite TV show comes on TV. <laughs> he's coming along. Yeah, he's coming along. So he, you know, he said, Now, Bobby, that comes on at three. No, Don comes on at five. Yeah, so, yeah. They're, 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 so that's a good feisty, feisty routine they're having. Hey. You know? Look, he, he can't walk, can he? Not c- completely, no. Oh. Um, Basically, and and the, the speech therapist, they just kind of rebuilt the uh, muscle areas around his voice his throat, his swallowing part, and they're, they're seeing improvement. Uh, basically, I guess what they do is feed him applesauce, and that's how they re- rework those muscles. Oh, yeah. And, and then he's, uh, uh but he, he, he's talking more, so, I, you know, it's going to be a while. Well,
1: yeah, but It's going to be a while, but at Ready least for him. Now, do you
2: yeah. see him yourself? you go visit him? Uh, not yet. I've, I've been waiting to give him the green light to go up, okay. and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go whenever She said we can come up i bet
1: What so. you got on tap tonight You and Patricia What are you going
2: to do Well what, what do we have Patricia Oh
0: we've got trivia We've got two Faber Miggy and Molly's We've got me in trouble With my mouth <laughs> If you listen hard I might say another good one
1: <laughs> I didn't hear what like, you're, you're, you're safe I didn't hear what you said
0: so. Oh that's good. that's good I said a bad word um, what, what, you know, I mean, it's a common a everyday word, word and um, you have it around the house all the time, and if you say the secret word, a duck will come down, mm-hmm. but I said the secret word, and I didn't get a duck, <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for saying you didn't hear it, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have some trivia. Would you like to play trivia? Yeah, we do you got? Oh, I got some questions. You you tell me I have easy questions, right?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't remember what, uh, well, let's shoot one at me.
0: All right, let's see what we've got here. I can give you a regular question and a bonus question. We've got bonus questions, which are worth two CDs. So you've got an opportunity to, to get three CDs tonight. Okay, talk it okay. to me. Okay, the regular ones. We've got three questions here. First, who is Blondie's husband? Wood. Pardon? Dagwood. Jackwood, you got it. Okay. The second was, Little Orphan Annie's sponsor
1: was?
0: her oh, again, or, or, or what? Little Orphan Annie.
1: Her sponsor was what? Oh, I, I didn't listen to her too much. i had to pass on that one.
0: Okay. And the third one, this one's kind of hard. What was the name of the show that featured the Anderson family with Jim, Margaret, Betty, Bud, and Kathy? Duh, father knows best. Boy, are you good? Okay. A Little Orphan Annie was sponsored by Ovaltine.
1: Oh, I guess I listened to it, and I didn't listen close enough. I didn't pay much attention to it.
0: Okay. So you want to you want to go for a bonus? Yeah, why not? All right. Um, this is for two CDs. You've already won one. Go. Okay. So, and if you oh oh boy, is this one a bonus? If you answer one, it's a two-part question. If you answer one. You'll get two CDs if you answer both of them. You'll get three CDs, so you have the possibility of getting four CDs here. Okay. It's an Amos and Andy question. Okay. Amos, the character of Amos, drove a cab. What was the name of the cab company, and why was that name chosen? Well, that's the fresh air taxi, and that's why they
1: no, there was no roof on the car. <laughs>
0: You were close. It's a Fresh Air Taxi Cab Company. So you've got yourself two CDs, and I'll give you a third one anyway because the windshield was missing. Oh, the windshield. Okay. I thought they were okay. I'm close. You were darn close. So you've got
1: yourself four CDs for tonight, Charlie. Do I get a choice? or Do I get to choose what I get?
0: Say that again? Do I get to choose the CDs? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, Weldon, could you pick me up one?
2: Oh boy, oh boy! I thought Patricia, I, know. This I is thought Patricia, telling him I to thought turn me down, turn me down, <laughs> turn me down, turn me down. But I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing now. All right, go ahead, Charlie. Charlie wants to know, can he pick his CDs? <laughs>
0: yes, and I said absolutely. Are you going to let me know what you'd like, or do you want to email? Email. Okay. What do What in a particular category? Do you like westerns or mysteries? Or what do you like? Well, I'd like to have uh more, some more Sergeant.
1: No, 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 not this uh, more. Uh, i have some, some of the Green Hornet. Did I
0: send you some Green Hornet? I don't. I don't think so. Okay, fine. You can have everything that's in my file. Because if I sent it, you've already got everything I have. But I'll, I'll send you everything I have. Not all the sound quality is terrific, mm-hmm. but there are some in there that I think you'll enjoy a lot.
1: I don't really care if I'm, I don't want my to Molly, or uh, what? What's the other one? Uh, now you like Benny. Sergeant Preston of the Yukon? Yeah, you, you sent me a bunch of those.
0: I did send you a bunch of yeah. those. Um,
1: in the first envelope. You sent me some already.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I've got quite a... How about the Lone Ranger? Do you like the Lone Ranger? Yes,
1: yes. Well, no, I've got the Lone Ranger on tape. I, I taped the broadcast of the Lone Ranger off, off the Internet, so... Uh,
2: well, Patricia has yeah. about 1,000 of them. I,
0: I have more. <laughs> Please say yes. I want a home for my Lone Rangers. <laughs> I can send you a couple of hundred Lone Rangers.
1: No, I've got plenty of Lone Rangers.
0: Okay, we'll scratch the Lone Ranger. Okay, so the Green Hornet, and um, let me see what else I've got here. You uh, detective. Oh, I've got loads of detectives. Let me see Uh, what we've got
1: here. How about Rocky Jordan?
0: I do so have Rocky Jordan, Uh, and as a matter of fact, I just found some additional Rocky Jordans, which delighted me because I really enjoy that show. You too. Also, Dangerous, Dangerous Assignment. I don't have that, but I'll get it. Okay,
1: and how about uh, Bold Venture?
0: Dangerous Assignment. I'm writing as we talk. Okay. Old Venture. Um, okay. I don't have it, but I will see if I can find it. Okay. How about the Man Call X? I
1: uh, don't have it, but I'll see if I can. If you can find it, okay. One of those. That makes see. Okay. all right.
0: All right. Boy, you're a big winner tonight.
1: Do you, you have and Maybe I could trade with Do you have, to have any One Man's Family? Um,
0: I think I may, but I know where I can get some.
1: Okay.
0: I'll, can I I'll trade uh, Man
1: Call X. Give me One Man's Family.
0: Okay. I'll I'll do the best I can and come up with um, as many of these as I can. Well, I appreciate it very much. Hey, I did strike
1: it big tonight, didn't I?
0: Yes, you did. You hit the jackpot tonight, so you got yourself four CDs coming. This okay. is great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, Thank you, you, well, Walden, you stay well around. Thank you, guys, and well, tell Charlie, Frank. Charlie, yes. hold on, just one second. Yes. I've got the uh, dates for Dick Powell for you. He was born November 14, 1904. And he died January second, nineteen
1: sixty
2: three. So three. Yeah, <sighs> you know? Wow. I
1: know. Uh, you okay, will. Thanks again. Well, then you tell
2: Frank and Bill and Kim and all these guys hi for me. I pray for you. I will. And Thank you. Good Charlie. to talk to you. Sound great, Charlie. Thanks for calling back. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye now. And there's our good friend, Charlie from Seattle. And you can be a good friend of ours by giving us a call at seven one four five four five two oh seven one number seven one four five four five two oh seven one you can go for Patricia potluck or Patricia bonus questions or you know uh, I have a good question I'll, I'll put on the table here pretty soon Retro. yeah uh-oh hmm I wonder who this is hello
4: caller hello Walden
2: hi
0: Jim
4: hello Patricia Hi. How are you? How are you all doing tonight?
0: Oh, just fine. Thank you very much. Uh,
4: a couple of things. Well, you're right, Dick Powell was January 2nd of 63, and ironically, Jack Carson died the same day and year.
2: Ah, uh, the famous comedian who later became a very good film actor.
4: Right, a ra- and, and a radio star, yeah. too. Yeah. And, yeah, they both died the same day, and it was, uh, you know, and... Uh, radio newscasters. I remember hearing about them on the radio that day. Both of them. Of course, my memory of Dick Powell was of the same Gray Theater, which was a pretty good western. Uh, it was an anthology western, as I recall. Mm-hmm. He didn't really. Uh, I mean, he he hosted it, and he may have played in a few of them. But my memory was it was a basic anthology series with different Western stories. I don't know if they were necessarily original Zane Gray stories or adaptation or if they just used his name, but it ran from 56 to 62 on CBS. Good Western series. Also, I I know he made one the spin. I believe the title was, uh, you know, I'm a little confused about this. I, I think it was on February 23rd, 1950. I think it was called, was it was it Slow Burn? I think it, you might be able to look up in your suspense files the show for February 23rd, 1950. And Dick Powell did appear in that episode, he may have done some others, but that one particularly comes in mind. I don't want to give the title because I, uh, my memory is fading tonight, if you can believe it. <laughs>
2: Uh, what happened? Jim, you're always You're, you're so sharp. But I No, I'm,
4: I'm a little confused between Slow Burn and Two Birds with One Stone. Mm. Uh and, and maybe Two Birds mm. uh, or and, and I know one was, was and one had Dana Andrews and one had Dick Powell, but I wanted to get be absolutely sure, but I do know the date was February 23rd, 1950 for the Dick Powell suspense appearance.
0: Yeah. Well, he was one fine actor. No matter what he did, it was terrific.
4: He was very good at what he did, and uh, certainly Richard Diamond was an excellent series. And I know when Walden does his Sunday night show over the years, Richard Diamond's probably your most popular. De- wouldn't you say probably your most popular detective show oh, you would I, I
2: say so. I'm. i My humble opinion. I have four favorite detective shows that I have. I'm very partial to, and that's definitely probably close to the top of the list. So.
4: Well, you know, and and it was a. a and it was a it was a fun series it, it could be exciting but when he would sing at the end to his girlfriend and what, what my friend Harold especially enjoyed was when that neighbor would get annoyed with uh, uh, Helen's neighbor would get annoyed who was the neighbor's name the one that would always got annoyed with they
2: called the grouch
4: the grouch always got annoyed with with his singing yep. <laughs> every time um, but what was interesting is when it went to TV and David Jansen played Richard Diamond. It was a totally different kind of show. It was straight detective, not a lot of humor. I'm um, not not to take any away from David Janssen's performance, but it was a totally different
2: No, I, I think that show was based upon Dick's personality. Yeah. It really was.
4: And I liked it much better than Rogues Gallery, as mm-hmm. I mentioned to you off the air one time. I always found that older Ego kind of interfered, in my opinion, with the with the show. Mm-hmm. It may have been a p- touch of humor, but it, it distracted to me from the uh, kind of the same way that Herbert Marshall's assistant did on The Man Called X. It kind of hindered the story, in my opinion.
2: Sure, sure.
4: But that didn't take anything away from Powell's performance. And that's true. In either, uh, in, in the series. And so I have no real. Uh, I'll let other people win win CDs tonight. You're
2: not you're not ready for your Blondie questions.
4: Uh, yeah, and you had one already.
2: I know. I did. That was it for the night. <laughs> and you would have gotten that one too.
4: I think I would have. I I, I can tell you. Uh, well, I guess I could tell you if you asked me how did Blondie open. I can tell you that.
2: Okay. Who? What was his dog name? Go ahead, go. Huh? T-t- how did he open the show?
4: Uh, uh. Don't touch that dial. Listen to, and then Blondie. <laughs> And I know Supersud sponsored it for a while, and so did Cam. Actually, Walden, I do have one Blondie in my collection.
2: A show you don't like you have one copy of? <laughs> well,
4: well, well, this one actually was, was not... Well, actually, actually, I'll be honest with you. I cannot tell a lie to quote the legend of a former president. I actually do have two, now that I think about it. <laughs> I actually have two Blondies.
0: Um, Ardent, old-time radio fan, has stuffed... Even if he doesn't like it, you get a prize. A lot of us
4: do, I think. I mean, a lot of us love the medium so much. That huh? You kind of take the good with the bad.
0: I mean, I have a bunch of stuff, and they're good. They're good shows. I just don't listen to them because they're not in my good group. I, I don't have a good time with them. So it's, I think it's foolish use of my time to try to get used to something I don't like rather than spend time with things I know I like.
4: But, do you, but 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 you still, like other collectors, even if you don't like them, a lot of times you'll take them simply to have them. And first of all, in case people request them, people you might trade with or people you might want to... Oh, sure.
0: Oh, sure. I have oodles and oodles of stuff that I... And Dragnet is one of them. I don't enjoy Dragnet particularly. They're all extremely well-done shows. I just... I don't know. I, I don't want to say I get spoofed. It's my same old story. If I wanted crime, I could read the newspaper.
4: Well, yeah. I guess I guess that's one. Where, uh, of course, I came. I guess from a different thing. Like I always enjoyed it simply because of Webb's Webb's uh, performance and the music huh. and things like that. Extraordinary. Not everybody. You know, it's not everybody's uh, cup of
0: he
4: no although it's kind of like one man's family we were talking about one man's family a few minutes ago there was a collector that used to be around northern california and he actually sold radio shows in his store he actually had a store where he sold cassettes of old-time radio for a while which was a rarity anyway he appeared on the local creature feature show once with the local host talking about old-time radio and the host asked him what his favorite show was The reason I'm laughing is this was Creature Features, and you'd think he would say, you know, a horror show like Lights Out or Quiet Please or something of that ilk. And he said, One Man's Family was the best of all-time radio on Creature Features.
0: The kindest and gentlest show in the world.
4: (laughs) That's cute. And, And he says, Why? And he says, It was just such a great show. And then, of course, the thing that was funny was, it had been more than 30 or 40 years since this man had heard One Man's Family. He hadn't listened to a lot of the shows he had. And when he finally heard One Man's Family, he said, Did I really like this show. That was, He wasn't that impressed with, I mean, in, in his opinion. yeah, He thought it was rather corny listening to it again. But yet, yet when he mentioned it on the air, it was the one show he associated with old-time radio. And I had my, my former, my late friend who was one of my readers in school Told me that when she was a child, One Man's Family was the one radio program her mother would actually let her listen to and approve of. She didn't she didn't want her to hear suspense or I Love a Mystery or any of those type of things. But One Man's Family got a grade of A from this yeah. girl's mother. And and a lot of people liked the show. I even think J. Edgar Hoover like the show, I, I, one of the anniversary shows, Walden. I think was it 47? Didn't Mr. Hoover actually congratulate yep. Carlton Morris for yep. the creation of the show? Sure did. Sure. And a lot of people liked it, and it represented family values like nothing on TV today. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Father Barber. He may have had his eccentricities, but but you you liked the guy. You know, you liked you liked the family, even even with Pinky's idiosyncrasies and. Misdeeds. You still liked the guy, uh, and you cared about the family, and you followed them. Uh, it was a it was a warm hearted it was a warm hearted show, you know. And then when when you think about family drama, you know you could that was one thing fun about family shows. You could have a heavy dra- a drama like One Man's Family, which was warm hearted, but you could also have co- family comedies like Father Knows Best or The Couple Next Door or whatever. And you could take, you could either have it as a drama or as a comedy, and in either format, these family programs were very effective. Very much so. And uh, so, yeah, I I do have shows I don't like. Uh, I, I I admit that, you know, like we said before, now that MP3s are available and the cost is a lot less than it used to be of buying you know hours of tape I might tend to get more shows now that I would not have gotten if I had to buy one hour at a time
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I guess you've discovered that too haven't you with your mp3 collection
0: Oh yeah
4: I've, I've, they
0: say I've got, I've got oodles and noodles
4: Well is there any show is there any show? Now that you have MP3s that you've changed your mind about, and it's, it's grown, that's advanced in your eye, in your ears, I guess would be not your eyes, but your ears on radio. Has any show advanced its its uh, respect in your opinion now that you've had a chance to rehear them or more of? Yes.
0: Yes. Murder by Experts.
4: Yeah, it was a good show
0: and I, I was not even interested, I, I had mentally put that in the same category as Lights Out and Quiet Please, and of course that's not it at all, so I had to move it to a different folder, <laughs> but I've learned to enjoy that, I don't have very many of the shows, but the ones I have, I'm enjoying a whole lot. Yeah,
4: you know, a good show, various mystery writers, off uh, guest and pick, pick the stories, there's There were several good ones I liked in that series that I've heard. It's interesting that Robert Arthur and David Kogan produced it, the same ones that gave you The Mysterious Traveler and The Sealed Book, which were totally, you know, a totally different genre. Well, I guess The Mysterious Traveler, it it could be a horror show at times, but it was also a crime show at times. Mm -hmm. But uh, The Sealed Book, you know, was... Was kind of corny. I mean, the stories were kind of corny, but the but the narrator was kind of fun. But I've, of of their shows, I thought Murder by Experts was their best. Was a good show. Oh, it was, and it was very. You know, again, it was a, it was a mutual show, and four, from 49, I think to 51, I believe. And uh, and and I the, of the three or four I've heard, I really enjoy. Is there any show that's gone down in your opinion since you've heard them on MP3?
0: hmm I don't think so hmm
4: yeah I, I guess if you if you oh,
0: yes yes there is one there is one um, candy Matson
4: candy Matson really mm-hmm. no matter what Jack French says about that show being the best female detective show right
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry Jack <laughs> but it has just fallen out of favor I I don't know Uh, I can't even tell you specifically why, it's just, I don't find it entertaining, I find the character almost irritating.
4: And I wonder if a lot of that might be because of, uh, in those days, there was a lot of stereotyping of female female characters that you wouldn't, they probably could not get away with today. You know, there was a lot of stereotyping. Mm -hmm. And, naturally, you know, the way it opens. uh, Uh, she Leaves Off, or Cleopatra, you know, whatever, you know, that a very stereo, you know, very stereotypic type of uh, opening.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: you think that's part of it, maybe?
0: No, it's strictly the acting and even the script writing. I just, it just has fallen out of favor. Yeah,
4: I would have, uh, to me, when I read Jack...
0: Irritating voice.
4: Yeah, Natalie Masters, yeah. Yeah. When I read Jack French's book on... Uh, private eyelashes on female detectives there were other shows I would have ranked higher than Kent and he ranked it the best of the female detectives I would have picked uh, and of course a lot of it has to be based on what recordings are available I always liked uh, and there's only one available Police Woman which was a, a short live Phillips H Lord show it, and the stories were only 15 minutes weekly
1: mm-hmm.
4: and he mentioned that one he mentioned uh, one that there's no recordings of called the Affairs of Anne Scotland with uh, Arlene Francis
0: mm-hmm.
4: and none of those exist but he had high praise for that show and, and there were some other detectives but I have to, I have to agree with you candy isn't one of my my favorites uh, although a lot of people like it and a lot of I'm
0: across people- one named I think I've got the name correct Walden well, help me with this Phil Coe.
4: Yeah. Oh, yes, he yes. was another detective.
0: Uh-huh, and those were pretty good, except that they were serials. Uh, not ne- not serials, but the shows came in more than a single part. I guess it was like a, a Johnny Dollar in the later years. And I would start listening to one, and I'd go hunting around, and I couldn't find the second half. So it got a little bit frustrating, but they seemed like really good shows. Well, did
4: you ever get a chance to hear the infamous or famous detectives black and blue from the 30s no there's only like four episodes available john dunning says there's no cast uh listings available i've heard some of those and it is it's really i mean uh, i guess you have to view the shows from the time in which they aired, but it's really bad i mean in my opinion (laughs) you know it's a 30 syndicated like they were 15 minute stories
0: is it as bad as blair of the mounties
4: bad as what
0: Blair of the Mounties.
4: Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I haven't a chance to hear it when I get my MP3 back. You sent me some of those, I think. I'm going. To, I did. Oh good. I'll get a chance. I'm going to hear the Planet Man too, which I haven't had a chance to. Would you call the Blair of the Mounties a poor challenge of the Yukon, a poor man's challenge of the Yukon?
0: It wasn't even. It was just a poor show. Um, and I, I, as a matter of fact, Jack French and I exchanged some emails about this one because. The information, the limited information that is available, was written on archive.org by someone who posted the shows and just got so messed up with the information, I mean, it's clear, just looking at it, that there there are some problems with what was posted. So I sent it to Jack and said, here are all the things that I know are wrong, and I'm just in babyhood here. And he wrote back and said it most assuredly was not associated in any way, any shape, any form as a front runner to um, Sergeant Preston of the Yukon or Challenge of the Yukon. He said they were absolutely distinct, and um, so I'm, I'm passing this on from Jack. I would have thought the same thing that you just said, that um, it, it would have been a poor beginning that turned into... Or, or was the, the springboard, I should say, that would be a good word, the springboard for Challenge of the Yukon. And Jack said, absolutely not.
4: Well, you know, there was another one, and I never heard this one either, And uh, called Renfrew of the Mounted. I guess House Jamison was in it, I believe.
0: I remember that. I have not heard one of them forever. Is there
2: anything actually available? I don't know. Do you know all of Renfrews of any Renfrews? I thought there was. I don't think it's around on the major sites, but I think there is.
4: And then there was the also, the, the uh, there were two other Maori series, there was the Silver Eagle, mm-hmm. which was... Jack
0: mentioned that one.
4: Uh-huh. That was a, a short live, well actually, I did four seasons on ABC, only one's available to my knowledge.
0: I know, it's um... Meachie. I, I, I believe that was the one I came across on a British site, that it, it had um, mention of it, but I'm not even sure that they had the single show.
4: It was a, it was a, it was a uh, Jim Amici was in it, he played Jim West, it was it came out of Chicago,
0: mm-hmm.
4: replaced Jack Armstrong as a General Mill show on ABC when Jack Armstrong went off the air, and it was actually an adult Maudie series, if you can believe it, uh, a Mutual series, it may have been a CBC import, a Canadian import, in the mid-50s, Mutual did have a Maudie series called The Queen's Men. Interesting which was a short, you know, it was a series that, from Canada, and it says adult stories of the Mounties. I, I've heard one episode, not in very good sound, but it was called The Queen's Men.
0: Blair of the Mounties was clearly aimed at an adult audience. It's just bad writing and bad acting. I, I don't think the writing was all that bad. The acting left a little to be desired. I, it just, I, I get, it makes me laugh.
4: <laughs> you ever heard the show from the 30s? Police headquarters.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, I did.
4: What did you think of that one?
0: I'm I'm straining my brain. Oh, it, oh my goodness! Give me give me a, a hint on.
4: Um, well, it was a, it was a 15 minute show. I think uh, it was syndicated by the same company that did the Syn- the Cinnamon Bear and some of those other syndicated shows. What Brand- were the contents of the show? Oh, well, it would open with police headquarters
0: i've listened to it
4: oh, i know you know
0: and everybody could get to the chief and everybody i mean it was i know i know what
4: you and, and what my mother hated about it i played one for her once was this the, 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 you know in then in, in the 30s when local stations did their own commercials you had the long theme music that would play you know for a minute or two mm-hmm. and you might remember you'll, you'll know the theme when you hear it it went son <laughs> that was the way the theme went for a minute or two, each episode.
0: Yeah, Fu Manchu had a lead-in that lasted probably longer and, and an exit. A lead-in and an exit that was combined, I would think, longer than the actual show itself, tucked in the middle. <laughs>
4: there was- Adam, when I planted the cinnamon bear for my former landlord's daughter, she was so annoyed with the music. And I tried to explain to her about radio syndication in the 30s and how stations did their own commercials. And she said, well, why aren't there commercials? And I, and I, 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 finally, my friend Harold said, when I told him the story, he says, why, why, why try to explain it? It just makes it more complicated to a child. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I tried to explain it, I guess, like, a college course on radio or something and she got mm-hmm. so in future copies of the cinnamon bear the next time i made a copy of the cinnamon bear for for a friend of mine's kids grandkids i edited the music to one one chord thinking they might get annoyed with the long music bridge but my friend says you as a purist you should just leave the music in and if they have questions just say well that's just the way it was broadcast
0: and
5: that's,
4: no don't, that's the way don't try to explain it
0: Fast Forward was built for something like that.
4: That's not so easy on CDs.
0: No. I guess not.
4: Uh, I mean, that's the one problem, one drawback I have with CDs. It's very hard to run a CD forward without leaving the track, I mean.
0: Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was thinking of um, MP3s on the computer. I can just drag the bar a little bit and skip over some of the spots. Um, and, of course, Walden has tapes, and you have tapes, and it's easy to fast-forward on a tape.
4: But. Do it, by the way, how do you do – you, uh, do you enjoy – I mean, I, I'm a purist. I enjoy the, the original commercials all the way, no matter what the – no matter how many times I've heard a product ad, I still enjoy the original commercials. There are people that fast-forward through them. There are people – there are some commercial dealers that even edit the commercials, which I really find annoying. When, when there are commercial dealers that release radio shows with commercials deleted, I, and I know sometimes, like even the host on Yesterday USA, sometimes have to delete the, excuse me, commercials to get the whole 90 minute. You know, if they're sharing a tape, I guess they have to cut spots out, you know, to get to get into the 90 minutes. But as a purist, I guess I just still enjoy the ads the way they sounded, even if uh, even if a lot of people don't. Are you the same way?
0: Absolutely. I think it's a terrible thing to perpetrate on us. But Walden picked up on something, or he already knew something and gave it to me, that the Armed Forces radio series, the shows that went to the Armed Forces radio stations, did not have ads and then they were deliberately cut so I'm I'm feeling a little bit better that there wasn't a, a whole gang of people out there just chopping away at things that I wanted to listen to and of course once they're gone and copied it's it
4: well the thing with our enforcers is they, they, they kind of had to because a lot of the products like right
0: but well, if I've got if I've got a show that is absent of commercials I'm finding comfort in telling my well, it must have been an Armed Forces radio show, and therefore nobody really did cut it up. Uh, it, it just pains me to think that it, it it violates the entire show. That was part of the show. So I think it belongs there, too. Well, there were purist. I mean, I, I, as long as I can listen to something, I don't care what it sounds like. I mean, I do care what it sounds like. I'd love good copies, but it, even the ones that... People would say, oh my gosh, this is a terrible copy. If I can understand the show, I'll listen to it and be satisfied. But the Wait commercials, boy, I really want them.
4: But if there were, you know, there were collectors in the 50s, like on some of the later Gunsmokes, the 57 to 61 area, where they were like home air checked, people sometimes would cut the commercials. And a lot of that probably was because on reels, reels were very expensive in those days. And a lot of collectors would cut the commercials because of, you know, to save room on the tape and try to get the whole story in on their reels. Yeah. But, I I mean, I still find it annoying because uh, you always were curious what was advertised, particularly (laughs) in those days when there were, like, six spots on the show. You wonder... Was one of
0: the one of the funner, I, I'll put that in quotation marks. One of the funner files I have is a really substantial collection of vintage advertising from radio, and some of the ads are, you know, 10 to 15 seconds. Some of them are well over a minute, and they're they're just such fun to listen to.
4: And you hear the progress of commercials as they as they evo- as mm-hmm. advertising evolved on radio. It got much more sophisticated. Yep. And, and especially in the golden age, when stars would do their own promos and things, that was always right. fascinating.
0: Right. Anyway,
4: That's a, wonder- a
0: heads up for people who call in for trivia that I've got vintage ads that I've never mentioned before, and should have told people that I've got them available. Do you want one of the hard questions tonight? Okay, I'll try. All right. A couple of weeks ago, we played a show, a Fibber McGee and Molly show, in which... Mayor Latrivia stopped in to say goodbye, that he was going into the military, he was leaving for military service. What branch of the armed forces did he, or armed services, did he join?
4: Let me try to remember now. And you're talking about Mayor Latrivia or Gail Gordon himself?
0: It was actually both of them.
4: Yeah, I guess it would be, I guess.
0: Uh-huh, but I mean, it was it was not simply something written into the script, he was actually going into the service, and they wrote his personal life into the script. So
4: let me try to
0: think, was it the Army Air
4: Corps? Nope. Okay. That's okay. Beep. I know know he did, I know, uh, okay, well, I'll let somebody Uh else.
2: I'll throw another question. What about the long commercial in the Golden Days of Radio? The what? The longest commercial. Commercial?
0: Oh, boy. I wouldn't have any idea. You have to answer the first question first, Walter. Oh,
2: okay, I thought we were going to leave that out there for the audience.
0: So much. Yeah. We'll leave that out. Commercial. Uh huh.
4: Meaning, like, uh, within one 30-minute show, you mean, or no?
2: No, between the Golden Days of Radio. I'll give you a clue. We have five minutes.
0: It would have been something that they put in the middle instead of a bunch of ads throughout, which they did. And
2: I'll leave that one hanging out there for the audience too. Five-minute commercial. A five-minute commercial.
4: And it wasn't an infomercial, no. nothing like that. No. Okay. So I'll be interested in that. One. Okay. So I hope both of you have a wonderful evening. Thank
2: you, Jim. Thanks, Thanks Jim. Bye-bye. Goodbye. And there's Jim from Pittsburgh, California, you can give us a call at 714-545-2071. What is the longest commercial during the golden days of radio? Ran five minutes. So I want to know what product. And Patricia wants to know. Uh, what branch of the service did Merida Trivia or Gail Gordon went into? And we got other good goodies to talk about. Yes, we seven, do. And seven, I want to say
0: hi to Lynn and Noni. Lynn Noyes, our DJ who is out in Arizona, and his girlfriend Noni. I said it too late last week, and nobody heard me, so I'm saying it now. Hi,
2: Lynn. Hi, Noni. 714 five, four, five. Two oh seven one. Oh. Okay. We're doing good on the phone call tonight. Hello, caller. Uh, hello, Walden.
5: It's Ray from Chicago. Ray, who? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for calling last night, Ray. I thought it was so nice that you called when Gloria was on. Oh,
5: uh, she was delightful, wasn't she, Walden?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, she's one of the ones I totally love in the door. She is. Uh, she is that way in person.
5: Wow. Yeah. Just absolutely. Delightful. Yeah. And how are you, Patricia?
0: I am fine, thank you, Ray. How are you doing?
5: Oh, real good.
0: Uh, what's your temperature?
5: Well, we were we were in the middle of a heat wave. It was uh, in the 60s here yesterday.
0: Oh, my. Did you get out to We're,
5: we're back down to normal. It's oh. probably in the low 30s, so...
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
5: Missed my opportunity to get on the golf course.
0: No golf course. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, Jim kind of stimulated some thinking for me, and I'm going to need your help. Uh, There was a radio program that I heard some time ago. Uh, I can't remember the character's name, but I do remember he played something called a bazooka.
2: Uh they they always refer to him as the Arkansas Traveler. That's it. And he was a he was a, a vaudeville comedian who was sort of struggling and he made it big when Bing Crosby asked him to do a feature at the craft music hall. And in the late thirties to early forties he became one of the hottest things because he used to have the interesting tales of his relatives all down there in Van Buren, Arkansas. <laughs> Heard that. Yeah, and he became such a hot commodity that the military called one of the weaponry the bazooka, which was I think is something that the Marines use. If somebody wants to Google that up for me, and he wound up having his own radio show, I think for Life Boy Soap during the war. So that's what I know about Bob. And there is a Bob Burn Museum down in his hometown. In Van Duren, Arkansas.
5: Now, have you, you, uh, Patricia? You say you haven't heard that show?
2: No. Shame
0: on me. I'm,
5: I'm making a note right now, about Burns. Now, I heard that I either had a tape or I had something a good 10, 12 years ago. And, uh, like I say, Jim kind of stimulated my thinking about some of them older programs that I liked.
0: You remember that from 12 years ago? <laughs> well. Wow. Wow.
5: It, it's, uh, um, uh, uh well did you, I mean, was it on long on the radio? Um, I mean, are there many shows?
2: There's a lot of craft music halls. If you look at Bing Crosby from, i say, about 19, uh, 38, 39 to forty-one, forty-two. 42, there's about a dozen or so him featured and then a couple of his uh, own show, but you can find him doing um, a couple of guest shots on Lux Radio Theater in the late 30s, early 40s. If you, type, if you go to a Lux Radio Theater log at like Jerry Hennigan's and search for Bob Burns, you'll see the, uh, the three or four that pops up. And it's basically the same character.
5: And uh, did he have his own show?
2: Yes, he did, for Life Boy Soap.
5: For Life Boy, yeah, you mentioned.
2: Yeah. Frank Sinatra to guest star on one of them. Uh, that's why I, I know for sure. Yeah,
5: you talk about Life Boy. That's what we used to use when I was a kid.
2: Life Boy, remember what their slogan was, right?
5: Um.
2: B-O. Oh, that's right. B-O.
0: <laughs> I remember that.
2: Well, I haven't heard that in so long. Wow. I heard,
0: well, they, uh, whichever, who's, who's, which shows were sponsored by Life Boy?
2: Uh, <clears throat> you're one of your all-time favorite singers of all time, Patricia. Oh,
0: there's no, I didn't listen to that. <laughs> you have to trust me, I didn't listen to
2: that. No, I didn't, uh, yeah, Al, Al Jolson was sponsored by Life Boy for a while. Um, that's just an inside joke, everybody. Don't send Al Jolson to Patricia, that's not on her hip Not even
0: an inside joke, I was about to tell Ray, it, it, there are... I guess everybody has some shows that are at the top of the good list, at the tippy top, and there are shows at the tippy top of the bad list. I cannot listen. Somebody's going to call in and beat me up. <laughs> but I cannot listen to Al Jolson or Ethel
2: Merman. Both of them make my teeth hurt.
5: Yeah, well,
2: I um, I don't... And I know, right totally crushed. You can just tell.
0: Oh, I, I, you love either one of them?
2: Well, you know, I
5: do like Al Jolson. I I guess I like him because he was around when I was a kid, and uh, I liked his bombastic style.
1: Yeah.
5: Oh, that's a good word. You know, and uh, and then I remember when the movie came out on him, which was rather confusing to me because. I thought he was still popular, but I, um, but that was a, um, you know, that was an opportunity for him to make a comeback, if you will. I read that later on, but I never thought he, you know, he went anywhere. You
0: <laughs> think he had to make a comeback because he hadn't gone.
5: But but I put him in the same boat with, um, what's that other guy who, uh, if you knew Susie, like Eddie, Eddie
2: Cantor. Cantor, Eddie Cantor.
5: Yeah. And I, I, enjoyed Eddie Cantor. And when, when, um, the fireman came on TV, what was his name, Walden, the fireman?
2: Uh, was it Ed Edwin?
5: Edwin Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed him, uh, as a kid, but I've heard him since and I, um, you know, it's a, it's a tad too, um, you know, it's like something you hear again after so many years and it's a little too um, much for me now. But, but I do remember him fondly from them, uh, the uh, TV programs. He, yeah. I don't know if you recall, uh, in the show, <laughs> I don't remember much about it, the show, but I do remember him getting into bed on the show. Either as a, I think, as a sign-off, uh, he would get in
0: bed. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Do
5: you guys remember that at all?
2: He went to bed. Now, I, what I know about uh, Edwin that he was a very much a very nervous wreck, and the personality that we associate edwin was because he had terrible mic fight. Uh, when he went on the radio, that's when he developed that that laugh and that sort of rambling personality style. Okay, a terrible, terrible mic fight, it's and uh, yeah, it, it's been either credited to both Edwin or Eddie or whoever people want to believe. That's part of the reason why we can hear laughter over radio. Uh, most people may or may not know: if you hear any show before 1936, you'll hear announcement. To the announcer saying, "Tell the audience to be quiet." Or, in some cases, they put a, a glass partition from the performers to the audience. And that way, because they, they thought the laughter would not work very well over the carbon mics. Yes,
1: sometimes.
2: And Eddie Canner I think it's probably more like Eddie Canner also Edwin, and they both, we thought that was silly. And they cause they were so used hearing laughter in the vaudeville routine, that they demanded those glass partitions to go down. And that's part of the reason why we hear the laughter over the radio shows. I remember Frank talking
0: about the glass partitions one night and separating the audience from the actors. It was an interesting concept. I couldn't understand why they would want to do that.
5: Yeah, it doesn't... uh, You know, I seem to recall in old... Uh, movies about radio shows, you know, or or whatever, and they might have, in in the back of my mind, they might have had that partition. I'm I'm not entirely for sure. But uh, in any event, uh, Patricia, I'm ready for a quiz.
0: Are you? I've got your questions already. I pulled some out. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, I think you'll do okay on this one. I'll go through all three, and then you tell me what the answers are first one is, which character occasionally said, You're a hard man, McGee. The second question is, it's a a two-part question, what was the name of the Lone Ranger's horse, and what was the name of Tonto's horse? That's all one question. And the third, I think this is a great question, what breed of dog was Yukon King? Uh. Go for the first one. Which character said occasionally, you're a hard man, McGee? That
5: was, uh, that was um, his neighbor uh, who spun off um, the great Gildersleeve.
0: Yes, my gosh, you know, old, old, everything that goes on around it as well. Okay, the Lone Ranger's
2: horse.
5: Uh was silver, of course, and the other was, get him up, uh, scout.
2: Yes. Now, I got sorry, by a sidebar trivia question. Who would okay. tunnel first horse? What would they name of his first gee, one? I forget. His first, horse. Uh, the uh, ranger
0: had two horses.
2: So I'll leave that one out for the audience to think about.
5: Okay, gee, that's a good one, mm-hmm. Walden.
0: Oh, boy, I mean, he breaks my brain every week. And the third one, you know this one. What breed of dog was Yukon King? Husky. Yeah, this is Luke. cool. Luke. You got
2: all of them.
5: <laughs>
2: okay, what would you like this time?
5: Uh, well, I... Um, you <laughs> no, I'm gonna pass
0: <laughs> on you um,
2: Painful, painful, painful. Did you
0: have did you, Were you? Uh, did you have your ears on when I was talking about the vintage ads?
5: Uh, I, I caught a bit of that. R- refresh me.
0: Okay, I have a bunch of old advertising radio ads. I guess a couple of them might have been taken from television, but they're all audios. And you've got things like Bubble Up, which is, which was a precursor to 7-Up. You've got Ajax and Babo, and, you know, all of the products that we we hear about. Yeah, that would be interesting. Okay, so vintage ads. I, I have a home for my vintage ads. Okay. <laughs> what else?
5: Um...
0: Do you have any
5: Gene Autry?
0: As a matter of fact, I do. The Melody Ranch.
5: Yes, that would be great. I always liked Gene Autry.
2: You have Gene Autry. So you remember his you... opening theme song, Ray? Uh, was that Happy Trails? Nope.
0: That was that was Roy Rogers.
5: Right, girl, Roy. Right.
0: Um, we'll struggle together here.
2: Uh, let me think. Let me, I and, he wrote, he, and he wrote it too. Um, it
0: wasn't Rudolph, I thought.
2: <laughs> Very
5: good, Patricia. Oh, when you say it, I'll know it. But let me let me scratch my memory again. Oh, boy, I just can't think now. I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank.
2: Out where a friend meets a friend.
5: <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. I could hear it in my yes. voice. I
2: can't. I'm back in the shadow. shadow again. Yeah. yeah, that was his opening theme.
5: I remember. So we knew that.
2: I we knew, knew that. Him. We were just playing along yeah, while and, and who was his longtime sponsor on that show? He was there from the beginning to the end. Who was hey.
5: the sponsor?
2: And who was his spokesperson?
5: His spokesperson? Uh, gee, yep. I don't have any idea.
2: And uh, the spokesperson's daughter is a very well-known popular TV personality. Oh
5: gee, that's no help. I know. I know. No, I'm lost on that one. Okay.
2: Well, what do do you like bubble gum or chewing gum? Oh, oh, that's a wriggly... Very good. Very good. Oh, shoot. I knew that. I knew that. I didn't know that. And and the spokesperson for many years was Lou Crosby, and his, uh, her and his daughter is Kathy Lee Crosby.
5: Oh, for goodness.
2: Yeah. A, a word. Yeah. Thanks. Just a little sidebars.
5: Yeah, isn't that interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking of another t- uh, radio commercial it fell out of
2: my mind. Um well, how about another soap commercial? What what do you remember about uh, you remember the radio show This Is Your FBI and Peace and War? hmm What were their spots? what was their soap sponsor? Oh dear
5: me. Mm 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 mm. <laughs> I wouldn't know
2: that one. Lava Soap. L-A-V-A. Oh, yeah. A gun. That was, yeah.
0: I'm going to find another Lifeboy commercial. Because it, it didn't... I don't listen to Jolson, and I know it's out there because I hear it all the time. E-O. Well,
2: Lifeboy also sponsored Big Town in the late 40s. Okay. Should that be another Lifeboy. Oh, that was a good show. Yeah. Um
5: <clears throat>
0: okay what what this is a big one I want to ask it in the right way what show did White King soap support and sponsor mm. I know <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you know everything <laughs>
5: what was the name of it?
0: White King Soap white laundry King. soap
5: White King uh-huh you know something? I'm pretty sure I got up during those commercials and went to
0: the, <laughs> <laughs> the icebox. <laughs> <laughs> went out for a snack. Walden, what is it?
2: Sean Doe, the, Do, the magician.
0: Sean the magician. yes.
5: Yeah. And I love magic, you know.
0: Do you? Yeah. yeah. The, the magic part I, of that show is that the announcer claimed that you will love your wash day when you use White King soap. And I thought, these
2: commercials. Oh well, that's a, a trivial question from last week. Patricia was throwing out. Can you f- complete the jingle of one of the, the soap song Patricia was trying to have people to sing? Uh
0: huh. Rinse so white, rinse so bright. What's the rest of the jingle?
2: So,
5: right. Boy, I heard that recently. I, mean, so, right. I I don't know that, but I I know the commercial. And so, what what program were they on?
2: think of Amos, Amos, and Andy.
5: Amos and Andy oh for goodness sakes and I listen to that show all the time yeah you know and you
2: can do it
5: they and, cut out their program that's where Amos says uh, to Andy uh, hey it's the song or something like that it's,
0: uh-huh What day is it, Amy? <laughs> what?
2: Tuesday. Or whatever that was <laughs> yeah you know
0: <laughs> that's right <laughs> It was Rinso White, Rinso Bright, Happy Little Wash Day song.
5: Uh, I hear it all the time.
2: And you know what famous singer uh, was one of the very early ones to put that together? Say that again, please, Walter. What singer was credited for introducing that? She just passed away within the last two years. And you, th- she, you people would know her from New York because she was a she was a famous opera singer. Oh, dear. Um, Beverly Sills? Yes, that was Beverly Sills. Oh, uh,
0: my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She went from Renzo to the to the
2: Met? Yeah. In fact, she started on the Major Bowes uh, show that they used to have on a Sunday morning. She was a little girl. Under,
0: that. I remember reading that just a couple of weeks
2: ago. Yeah, and then, then in the Big 40, she was the one that designated to do... That song. No, that something? I yeah. should
5: have known that I love opera
0: music. Okay. Here, what what was Beverly Sills nickname?
5: Hmm. I'm sure I heard it along the can way. It a, wasn't Babs give, or... Anything. Can I
2: give a clue? Hmm? Can I give a clue? No. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes, of course you can. <laughs> Don't ever ask. Just do
2: it. Think of Lawrence Welk,
5: Ray. Oh, Bubbles?
0: Bubbles, that was her nickname.
5: Unbelievable. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> I'm so impressed I knew something. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
5: Oh, boy. i You know, I was, uh, and still am a channel hopper, so when the commercials come out, <laughs> I probably know more of the old commercials, and I'm not doing very well on those, but uh, uh, I'm a channel... Jumper of the
2: highest order now. Well, I, I, you know, I think in the old days when we didn't have little remote controls, I think people stuck with the commercials. Uh-huh. They didn't want to get out of the show to walk 30 feet to turn the TV set to the next show. They just sat there. I agree. Mm-hmm.
5: Exactly. Well, listen, I'll uh, I'll say goodnight to you both, and uh, I'm enjoying the conversation as usual.
0: It's fun. Okay. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. And that was so neat that you called um, Gloria last night. She is, I had never heard her before, Walt, and that was my first time listening to her. And she is such a sweet person, and I know she appreciated your call. I could hear it in her voice.
2: And she's going to be with Patricia on April the 16th, everybody. That's the day we're going to set aside to celebrate 75 years with Scribba McGee and Molly. And so, she noticed I didn't really talk about her days in fibbers. I figured I'm going to leave that for Patricia. Oh, uh, you're so good. I try to be. So, uh, if, well, uh, well. Then, um,
5: uh, <clears throat> now, is she, uh, is she, or has she been active recently, or is she active now?
2: She, well, she is, um, she, for the last 36 years, she and her husband run an acting school for children. And she's uh, yeah, done it, yeah, she's she had up to 600 kids that she teach. Isn't that something? And you can just tell, she said, I just love kids. They come up and they just want to give her a hug. She doesn't care if they got the, the measles or whatever. She just <laughs> loves kids. And, you know, um, uh, I, I think she, she has not. she just loves the business. She started when she was four years old on Christmas night on Big Town with Edgar G. Robinson. And I was thinking, do you know the story she told? Can you imagine trying to get to break into the bin? Her mom, here in a small little town, farming town in Oregon, wrote between 20 letters to the famous personalities in Hollywood saying, I think my daughter can make it. And Edgar G. Robinson wrote back, said, I'm so impressed have her come down.
5: Isn't it? Uh, I caught that.
2: Yeah. Can you imagine trying to get a break in Hollywood like that today?
5: No. I can't imagine. And I tell you, you know, Walden, with some of these these uh, sad stories you hear about how some of these kids turn out, mm-hmm. you wonder if it's a blessing or a curse, you know?
2: Well, I mean, but Goya and I really think the true case, everybody, is the family structure. Mm. If you have the right family structure, I think you can make it.
0: Kathy Garver talked about that the other night. Kathy? Yeah. Yes, Kathy. That is her name. And that's precisely what she said. She had a strong family. She had good um, values in the family and rules to live by. And she came out fine. And she said some of the other kids who had some really serious problems, including the two kids she was starring with in the show... um, Family affair, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah. family affair. The other two kids had some pretty serious problems. Excuse me. But she said that she came out okay. There just wasn't a problem. And like Walden said, she emphasized the family, strong family and family values.
5: Yeah, I I, I would certainly agree. When I think back when I was in my uh, youth, uh, you know, I wonder how prepared... One would be to deal with uh, fame and fortune, so to speak.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think it all comes down to what the family structured your life to be like. If you if you have that base, I think you can cope with it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, if you don't, then you got a tougher a tougher road to hoe. And uh, I think mean,
0: if you don't, you're going to have trouble. Anyway, but I think being in the public eye, and especially having roles in radio and television, just added exclamation points to that.
2: You know, and, and, you know, and just think of it, I mean, Gloria, she lost her dad, her dad was killed when she was nine years old. Uh, she, he, uh, interesting, both Gloria and Janet Waldo, both her dads worked for the railroads. And... Uh, but Gloria lost her dad. She was killed in a train accident. And, uh, and she was telling me privately, uh, back in those days, the insurance money was a big deal. It, it basically allowed them to, to have roots in Hollywood. Her, her mom bought a house. Her mom was able to swing a car. And she uh, supported her girls. And she got them established into Hollywood, and they were all known going like I have so well the last four years. You can see, see, if what you heard folks on the air last night, is what she is in private. You could tell.
5: Yeah. Yeah, you really could. Yeah. Uh
2: Uh-huh, it just came
5: through.
0: No
2: question.
5: That was beautiful. Well, Uh, okay, uh... Uh, you all, I, uh, once again, you I really all. enjoyed it. it you was, all? That, oh, I love
2: that, this. You taking lessons from me? You all from Chicago? <laughs> you all? <laughs> you all? <laughs> That's cute. Walden picked it up. I missed it. Thanks, Ray.
5: Okay, my friends.
2: Have a great night. Thanks, Ray.
5: so we'll be listening.
2: All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you can give us a call. Be our friend. Give us a call. 714-545-2071. Hey, you're making it up from last week, you know, you... Patricia and I were just wondering, if anybody cared? Somebody but, cares. Somebody,
0: somebody cares. 7-1- if you're out there and you feel like making a call, we're here tonight. Seven <laughs> one. That's Lynn Noyes, our DJ, um, who hosts the best of Yesterday USA. And he hasn't been feeling too well, so um, it would be nice to hear his voice if he's up to giving us a call.
2: If he's not up, give us a call anyway. (laughs) Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Hmm. Hello, caller.
3: Hey, how you doing?
2: Good. Who's this?
3: It's Dan from Tennessee.
2: Oh, hi, Dan.
3: Uh, on your question earlier, and I cannot remember the uh. Is this Jerry? The person went into the military. Uh huh. Uh, was it the Navy? Nope. It's hey, whole so one layer six.
0: How's your night been so far? You're, you're going to run out. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get down to the nitty gritty because we're going to run out of um, services. I don't know how many services there were, but no, Navy, Navy is not it.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that was the Navy. Are you interested in playing other trivia?
3: Oh, I can try, but I'm not, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not
0: good at it, but we can try. Oh, oh let's, let's do it. And one of them, as a matter of fact, if you were listening before Walden and I got together on the show, you will know one of the answers automatically. Okay, the first one. Now, this, is, this is not an easy question. I understand that. Which show did Senator Beauregard-Claghorn, Titus Moody, and Mrs. Nussbaum appear on? Those are characters. Senator Beauregard, Claghorn, Titus, Moody, and Mrs. Nussbaum. The second question is: Dick Powell, who played Richard Diamond in *Richard Diamond, Private Detective*, did something at the end of every show. What was it? Oh, third and hmm, <laughs> I'm lost. Okay, well, maybe the third one here. True or false? Fibber McGee and Molly were married in real life. Oh, so true. Yay! That is true. Okay, you see, you got yourself a CD. That's good. Okay. um, You want to take a shot at what Dick Powell did at the end of every show?
3: Uh, It would be a shot, I have no idea. I've always got into the Amos Nandy and uh, 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 Johnny Dollar and uh, other ones, but uh, I cannot remember. I got thought of an idiot sometimes.
0: (laughs) No, no. I mean... Um, you, you have favorite shows, and you have shows that you particularly enjoy, so you're going to stick with them. There's no reason in the world for you to slip over to others. Uh, Senator Beauregard-Claghorn, Titus Moody, and Mrs. Nussbaum were on the Fred Allen Show That's in Allen yolk, Valley. Son. That's a joke, Sean. That's <laughs> right. I say, I say. <laughs> and the second one, Dick Powell, at the end of every show, played the piano and sang to his girlfriend.
3: Oh, that's, uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, then not. Uh, and I, uh, I, I haven't been able to listen to y'all for quite a while. I've been traveling quite a bit. not' I, I, the first time I heard about Frank. And uh, I hope he gets better and, and able to, uh, y'all be able to talk to him soon. I like you,
0: too. Um, you said you like Johnny Dollar?
3: Yeah.
0: Do you have uh, enough Johnny Dollar shows?
3: I have None. I just, I, I, I'm just, I'm always going here and there, and uh, I got turned on to this radio station probably uh, a while back, and it's just, it's, I've got it on my computer, and every time I sit down on a computer or up from watching ball games or whatever, I always got on and listening to it, and uh, like I so said, there's certain shows I always I, I like listen to, and what was so funny about a month ago, uh, God, that's this John Down store. Uh, God, I, I, I can't remember the character's name.
2: Laman Abner.
3: Like, I, I, I turn off the, t, uh, the, uh, the computer and go in and watch TV. It's pretty late at night, and on the uh, I think it's Turner Classics had the same show that I was listening to <laughs> on the ra- uh, radio here, and uh, had the same show. And I'm thinking, well, I'm gonna be able to put a face to anybody. This this is interesting.
0: They made a few movies. You're absolutely right, Lemon Havner at the John and store.
3: Uh, I, I, that was uh, I, of course nobody's awake, and I'm on having a kick out of it, but. Uh, <laughs>
0: It's almost spooky when something like that happens.
3: And it was the, same, the exact same show, and it was just like, you know, okay, this is going to come up, this is going to come up, and that was really nice. Oh,
0: wow. Would you like some Downy Dollar shows?
3: Yeah, that'd be fine.
0: Okay, is there something else you'd rather have?
3: Oh, no, I, 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 love comedy, but, uh, I don't know. I love comedy, but I don't know. Anything you got is fine.
0: All right, let me see what we've got in comedy. I'll run down the list, and you tell me if there's something you'd rather have on comedy. Um, oh my goodness, we've got a bunch. We've got um, the Aldrich family, Amos and Andy, the Bickerson's, Blondie, Bob and Ray, Burns and Allen, Duffy's Tavern, Easy Aces, Fred Allen shows. Um,
3: great. Amos and Andy would be great. Amos and Andy? Yeah, that'd be great.
0: You got it. Okay, Amos and Andy, you will have. But I need your address, so if you could send your address to me at my Hotmail account, um, I'll give you the address. Could you do that?
3: Uh, sorry, I got time something around.
0: <laughs> it's an easy one. Okay. All right, it's Florida Writer. All one word.
3: Florida. Writer.
0: W-R-I-T-E-R. I'm a writer who lives in Florida. So it's Florida Writer. Uh-huh. Hotmail.com. All right. And if you get me an address, you will have a CD with Amos and Andy on it.
3: Oh, yeah, this, I, I love this radio station. I, and I've tried to listen to other ones, that they're not good. They just, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't, I, I just like to see where, uh, yeah, on the website, you know, you got the thing uh, with uh, Bill in his house and, and some other pictures, but i like to see, get updated so we can have pictures of the people that's uh, your DJ, so you can put a face with the, uh, with a mouth. <laughs>
0: It, it's really interesting and it, when you when you talk about bill and the station in texas it just blows my mind i'm in florida walden is in california and all of this is going through texas
3: the last caller you had said something that uh y'all was kind of poking at the uh, you all uh-huh. uh about four years ago i was in redondo beach uh we had to go down there for some business and uh now, I was going to uh, San Diego. I'm, I'm, me from Tennessee, I'm lost. I'm about, you know, it's snowy here. I mean, it, we had like a foot of snow when we left, and we got over, and it's, it's not weather. It's in February. Uh, Academy, Award, Academy Awards is coming up the uh, week we're there. So we're doing the tourist thing in Hollywood. Uh-huh. we San, San Diego, and I stopped there at McDonald's, and I talked to this uh, guy, and I said, how hey, y'all doing? And I got directions. And this little man was sitting in the restaurant there, and he motioned for me to come over. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. He goes, uh, you're from the South, aren't you? I said, uh, well, yeah. He goes, uh, I knew it. I said, right. He goes, well, you talking to one person over and you said, how are you all doing? I go, well, that's the way we talk. He goes, you know, how are you doing? I go, well, oh, God, I'm going to give him a grammar lesson. There. And, I, <laughs> and he kept on, he's on my butt. He's on my butt. And I said.
0: Oh, that's
3: funny. That's
0: a funny story.
3: Thanks. My shorts and my tank top, my shorts and a T-shirt. And I was sitting there, and I go, sir, i got to ask you a question. Because, <laughs> uh.
0: Well, we were, we were joshing Ray because he's in Chicago, and saying you all or any form of it from Chicago is kind of unusual, so we were teasing him about it.
3: But the, the guy in California, he goes, uh, I said, you got, you got a shirt on, a sweater, a jacket, and a coat laying on the table. You got uh, long pants on and a bargain and the gloves on the table. He goes, yeah. I said, it's 72 degrees out here, Doc, because <laughs> it's wear time, man, it's wear time.
0: Well, Wilson and I swapped notes and comments about living in California and living in Florida and how accustomed we get to warm weather. So.
3: Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be nice. I heard your low temperature there or not, and I'm <laughs> dying. I'm thinking up here how cold it is. But uh, now I'm thinking about people up north and I start laughing. But
2: <laughs> I knew you laughed at me. I just knew it. I just knew it. Walden is at 55 tonight, and he's half frozen. I, I got my sweatshirt on. I got long pants. Got heavy socks. Got shoes. <laughs> I'm gonna turn on my electric blanket when I go to bed. One thing is, is, the
3: Pacific Ocean is a lot colder than Atlantic seems like. Well, I
2: think it is. I think so. Um, 'cause I live three miles from the ocean, and I don't have air conditioning. conditioning. 'Cause we figured Southern California, we're about 10 degrees cooler mm-hmm. than you travel, let's say, 20 minutes inland. Uh, like where Frank Percy lives in the L.A. area, you got it, you know, he don't have air conditioning. I don't have it down here. Yeah. Sir. And I tell you, it's a cultural shock when I go down and visit Bill and Kim in the summer. I walk in the 90 degrees, and I have to take a sweatshirt into these restaurants and air conditioning is uh, pouring on full speed. I understand that, and I never figured it out, and banks
0: are the same way. You know, I guess... I do get it. I, I, I
2: have to say one
3: thing I was really impressed about California. I, I was out there about 22 years ago, mm-hmm. and it was pretty di- uh, a dirty area then. Mm-hmm. I went from uh, Malibu into L.A. Uh, Hollywood Park, LA, L.A. to the to the famous uh, theater, and down to uh, San Diego, went on the midway down there, and back up. I never seen no trash all the for about four hubcaps on the on the five. And I I was so amazed, because last time I was out there, it was kind of trashy, and this time it was
2: just, it was, it was clean. We have some really big-time penalties if you leave trash out. Oh, man,
3: it was extremely clean. I I was impressed
2: with that. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think, I bet it was, I bet you didn't have the trash problems, you know, before any of us were ever born, you know, in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. But, I don't know, whatever... You know, remember the campaigns in the 70s, you know, don't be a little bug and all that, then they really started, uh, here in California, they really started fighting it in the 80s and 90s, uh, trying to... And make shows. it shows, I mean, it know. really
3: does show. Yeah. That's, you know. Because uh, uh, you go to different parts of the country, roads are better in some parts of the country, roads are crappy. I mean, if you get anywhere in Virginia, West Virginia, you might as well get ready for potholes and, and putting up with the barnies. but... Uh, No way. Uh, uh, but the, I was so impressed with how clean it was. I, Cause I, you go some places right here, and you just people throw stuff out windows of windows or cars, and it's just and so it's just nasty. Yeah,
0: you're, you're better than the Chamber of Commerce for Walden's area. <laughs> <Thank you.
3: laughs> and, 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 yeah. I, I have to say I was impressed. I mean, I I, I can remember driving down the road in on Interstate Five and. Uh, And the helicopters just, you know, it's interesting, the traffic, the traffic sucks out in California, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely sucks. You're doing 95, just trying not to get run over, and next thing you know, you're sitting there parked on the the interstate, because whatever, who knows what's (laughs) going on.
2: Well, you know, there's a particular street on, I think it's on Figueroa in Los Angeles. Can you guess how many cars a day make an intersection? There's one street in L.A. Give me a number. thousand. How about you, Patricia? Twenty-five thousand. All right, you two, sitting down. Yeah. A million, a million cars a day. A million. A million cars a day. Intersection? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Across that street, that's for sure.
3: Yeah. It it was amazing the traffic.
2: It's interesting. You can go back. You can go back and look into the history of the census, and in California in 1920s, you look up this. 100,000 cars, it's way too much traffic for this area. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They they things haven't changed in 90 years, you know. But basically, here in California, if we're going to go to LA, we leave after 9 o'clock in the morning and get out of there before 3 o'clock. Because those are generally the best time of the day to travel. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, you're running into all sorts of commuter traffic, yeah. and that is not a picnic.
3: No. I can, I can remember the poor lady on the uh, USS Midway, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm asking, I, said, I need to get back to L- uh, L.A. by this time. What time shall I leave? She goes, this morning. <laughs> I said, this, well, I mean, it's like 1 o'clock. She goes, if you don't get on 5 before 2 o'clock on a Friday. He, she goes, you're going to be stuck in traffic. You're going to be stuck in traffic for a long time. Might as well just find your bar and drink and wait till later on the night to go back home. <laughs> it's just because, I mean, from here, you can drive. You can drive. Uh, everywhere you go, you talk about how many miles it is. It seems like out there talking how much time it is. Right.
2: We go by, uh, here in California, we always talk about how long it takes in terms of time. We never talk about mileage.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, we drive 100 miles hour and, and a half. I, I could not even fathom how long it'd take out there. I mean, it, was just, uh, it would it would be a, a long day for Alley. I like the wide open roads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did enjoy going down to the, that, that was the same year Don Knotts uh, had died from, uh, from the reef on his grave. I can remember the earth is a, uh, has a star on Hollywood Walk. And we you know it's just the of the things kinda of burned in your head but uh, I was
2: I really was amazed how clean it was. Well we appreciate that that and watching the Road Parade on New Year's Day, I Frank Pashea always said that's probably the best billboard we always get. You know, we get Mabel and, Mabel and Harold are looking at the Road Parade on New Year's Well honey, what path the car, who wants to be that winner? It's true.
0: It's true and it's in the northeast oh my goodness I just can't get over the kind of weather that they're still enduring up there It's awful
3: yeah, I, I, don't have, I, I don't know how they put up with I like riding a motorcycle too much and uh, uh, this is one of the worst winters I can ever remember here and it's I mean it snowed all the time but you know we'll we get you no know, five six inch of snow and you look at uh, Buffalo and they're getting I don't know how many feet uh, yeah, I, just, I could not stand living any further north of what we do, but uh, I, I think further south is like this is Atlanta, but Atlanta's a bit A lot
0: of snow this year?
3: You know what, ma'am?
0: Did you get a lot of snow this year?
3: Oh, yeah, more than uh, I can ever remember. It's uh, it's just something's odd this year. Next year we we'll are probably have uh, sunshine all winter, <laughs> hopefully.
0: It's <laughs> been a very peculiar year, that's for sure.
3: True. I do appreciate taking uh, the t- call, and uh, hope y'all have a good time, and, and uh, we we'll would be praying for Frank, and y'all be good.
0: Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you for calling in, and h- email address, and I need your mailing address.
3: Thank you very much,
0: ma'am.
2: Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Hey, well, having a good night with everybody. And
0: Just... for anybody who wants to get
2: in touch with me,
0: it's floridawriter at com, and let me know that you're out there listening.
2: We love hearing from everybody. This is our little family on Saturday night. So drop Patricia email at florayrider at hotmail.com. Or give us a call, 714-545-2071. You know, this would make the show go when you call. That's true. It, and we've got the double CD prize tonight for...
0: Mayor Latrivia's branch of military service.
2: And, uh, you know, I'll throw out an interesting question here quickly, pretty soon, but one of the things I threw out, can you tell me what was the longest commercial during the Golden Days of Radio? It ran five minutes.
0: I have not come across that one. Oh, goodness. Um, can I take a guess on the type of product? Please do. Um... I will say an automobile. Nope. Take me off the list.
2: No, no, no. Uh, It's something you use every day, Patricia. (laughs) That that opens an awful lot of stuff, Walden. (laughs) Well, something you always, when we're in the chat room together, something you always make sure you go get. I
0: always go get lettuce.
2: Right. And salad. Right. And... And... I
0: have... (laughs)
2: Sardines. <laughs> <on and out. laughs> um, bunny food is my favorite food. I know bunny food is your favorite food. What What did Patricia bring to the table with her bunny food? With my bunny food? Mhm. I do something with bunny food. No. Well, you bring something with bunny food. I don't know. I don't bring anything with. Seven one four five four five two o some one. Can anybody help Patricia tell what she brings to the dinner table with her? And I bet she I bet she does it a couple times a day. 714-545-2071. Help Patricia. This is the cause. 714-545-2071. What is the long commercial during the golden days of radio? Oh, we've um, got be- milk and water and coffee. Hey, baby. Coffee? It's coffee. Now you can now you can figure out what brand of coffee in 1961 had a five-minute radio commercial. 1961. 1961. I would say Folgers. Nope. Maxwell House. Nope. Oh goodness gracious! And it comes uh, and in the commercial, it told you where it came from. I'll give you a clue, everybody. Oh, that was um, Juan Valdez. And I'll give you a clue. Think of the Midwest, everybody. What coffee came from the Midwest? What brand came from the middle of the country?
0: It was Juan Valdez. Mm -hmm. Coffee Mountains of Brazil. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that terrible? I cannot remember, Walden.
2: Oh, Oh, somebody (laughs) does. Somebody should know. I have a hunch. I better know who this is. Hello there, caller. I think I have your answer. Yes, you. Uh, yeah, I bet you do. Can, now, Jim, if you want to, yes, yeah, I want you to sing the full five-minute commercial. Oh, you are disqualified. Oh. No, sing it. Yes. Uh, let's see. It's, remember, it was it's singing and a sing drama.
4: Okay. Well, I know. I know it was. I'll give. I'll give people a, a couple hints here. A very well-known voice from the golden age of radio did it.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, he's still around. Correct. Uh, made many popular records.
2: Correct. Uh, close friend of Frank Brzee.
4: Right. And uh, and he. And tell me, he, tell, he, tell he me what uh, part?
2: Tell me what part of the country the, the coffee comes from?
4: It's from a, a midwestern city.
2: Right. Which one? Omaha. Omaha.
4: Fort, okay. How does this? Let's see. How? What is it like in Omaha? Let's see. Something about in Omaha. I remember one of those. We're the happiest people. It was a really well done commercial.
2: Yeah. Five minutes long. Five minutes. So, all right, Jim. So, what was the name of the coffee? Uh. Jim, you're not gonna go. You're gonna let me down?
4: Oh, butternut.
2: Butternut diet correct.
4: And here's an interesting trivia question for you. What other, what other product had the name butternut besides the coffee?
0: That's
4: a candy bar. Yes. Yes. Now, now that might be an interesting subject to come up with one night. Things like that, like two two different products with the same name. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are others I could think of. You know, like. Right.
2: And we're talking about Stan Freeberg, everybody. Stan had an advertising agency in the early '60s, and he came up with a famous commercial, and he created the longest commercial I know of during the golden days of radio. For butternut coffee for five minutes.
4: And they were very, and it was very well done. Yes. Very elaborate, and it's it's available on. Uh, well, Rhino did a did a compilation of Stan Freeberg's work called The Tip of the Freeberg, which is like a five CD. <laughs>
0: oh, that's great.
4: It's, it's really funny. You know, he did he did a lot of funny commercials. He did. Uh, well, Pick, uh, Pick, other Pick,
2: things. Paints?
4: Who put those eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can? Yeah. That was Contadina. <laughs> he did Chunking's uh, Chunking Chalmaine, several of them. He did one that I especially like for Accent, the food flavor uh, flavor enhancer. He did several for Accent. Mars Junior Bars, uh, Mars candy. You might remember in the mid '60s he did a commercial. Milky Way's Tom sweep and his electric Milky Way machine <laughs> uh, sort of a takeoff on the old comic strip you know characters uh, he did uh, he did funny commercials for coke uh, with an elaborate choir um, his commercials were, were very elaborate affairs Pittsburgh paint he did some funny commercials in the early 70s
5: he did a takeoff on loves